Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We start with severe weather. Plunging temperatures, high winds, and a lot of snow, sleet, and rain are forecast for much of California as winter storms sweep across the state through the weekend. The National Weather Service has issued a flurry of advisories, including a rare blizzard warning for parts of Ventura and Los Angeles counties. Meanwhile, in the Sacramento area, there could be snow at elevations as low as 500 feet. High winds have already knocked out power to tens of thousands of utility customers across the state, especially in the Bay Area. Caltrans and the California Highway Patrol say that people should be extra cautious while driving and pay close attention to local storm warnings and information about road closures and travel delays. In a legislative hearing this week in Sacramento, Governor Gavin Newsom's administration made its case for a controversial proposal aimed at reining in high gas prices by imposing a penalty on oil companies when gas prices and profits spike. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports. Newsom called on lawmakers to tackle the issue of soaring gas prices in September, but Wednesday's informational Senate committee hearing was the first real movement on the issue since then. And with details of the proposed penalty still undetermined, much of the testimony focused on what we don't know about gas prices, including why, for the last eight years or so, the gap between what California drivers pay at the pump compared to the rest of the nation has remained inexplicably high, much higher than the difference in taxes that California charges. That gap spiked in October to a record of more than $2.60 a gallon, says California Energy Commission Vice Chair Siva Gunda. And we currently do not possess the information to answer all questions to the levels that are asked by by people of interest. There is lack of complete transparency into how the defining industry operates today. Gunda told lawmakers that forcing companies to provide more information could help the state protect consumers from rapid increases in gas prices. Nicholas Maduros, director of the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration, says that additional information could also shed light on why gas prices at the pump tend to go up quickly but fall slowly, which is exactly what happened in California last year, even after crude oil prices dropped. In the oil and gas world, and you'll probably hear this throughout today's hearing, there's a saying for this behavior that gas prices go up like a rocket and come down like a feather. People say it all the time, but nobody quite knows exactly why this is. Oil companies and anti-tax groups are lining up to oppose Newsom's proposal. And on Wednesday, some lawmakers and outside experts question whether a windfall profit penalty could actually end driving prices up at the pump. But Madura says imposing that penalty isn't actually the point of the governor's proposed legislation. This isn't a tax. It's not meant to raise revenue. It's meant to change behavior. 
The real goal, he says, is to prevent those wild, unexplained increases in gas prices from happening at all. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Huntington Beach in Orange County is the latest city vowing to fight Sacramento over state housing laws meant to encourage more housing. The city council voted four to three this week to allow its city attorney to pursue any legal actions to challenge SB 9, SB 10, and any state laws that allow for lot splits and the development of accessory dwelling units or granny flats. City council member Dan Kalmick strongly criticized the move at this week's council meeting. I think that this item is an overreach. It's absolutely unnecessary. And there's no scourge of ADUs going through the community. There's three in my neighborhood, two are across the street from me, and they look great. And they add uh, inexpensive housing or additional housing. I, I don't know. This is a solution looking for a But Huntington Beach Council Member Casey McKeon strongly disagreed. The issue is a matter of local control. It should be incumbent on the, the residents who live here to decide how they zone their city and if they want to allow ADUs, et cetera, and not have state mandates that pierce our charter protections and our local control and our home law. Now, Huntington Beach hasn't actually received a proposal to build housing under SB 9, which allows owners of single-family homes to split their lots and build up to two duplexes. SB 10 would make it easier for cities to zone for smaller, low-cost housing developments of up to 10 units. In a strongly worded tweet, the governor's office said California needs more housing and it's time for Huntington Beach to start acting like it. UC Davis law professor Chris Elmendorf, who studies housing regulations, says the city will likely face legal pushback if it does decide to sue the state. Uh, the attorney general has the right to intervene anytime the constitutionality of state laws is, is attacked. I would expect to see exactly the same thing happen if a city says it's not going to process a uh, SB9 project application because it thinks SB9 is unconstitutional. The cities of Pasadena and Woodside in the Bay Area have already unsuccessfully challenged SB9. During the winter months, researchers take to the American River in Northern California to survey steelhead salmon populations. CAP Radio's Manola Sequeira spent some time with a team tasked with counting the salmon's nests. I'm with three researchers who started their search at sunrise. For the next few hours, they'll jet around the river on a motorboat, sometimes stepping out to wade into the water on the lookout for reds. A red is essentially a nest that a salmon builds to lay their eggs. And then they are fertilized in there, in the gravel. That's Molly Ogaz. She's a biologist at Kramer Fish Sciences, and she's driving the boat. She says there's been a lot of work done on this river to restore habitat for Chinook and steelhead. Both populations have struggled to spawn amid years of drought conditions and damage to their ecosystem. It's really important to be able to evaluate the effectiveness of that restoration and kind of see 
if need, tweaks or changes need to be made and also get an idea for what the population actually is. Megan Wedgworth is a senior biological technician who's also assisting in the search. She says their work could help researchers better understand the relationship these fish have with changes to the river and what people can do to ensure their survival. I think it says a lot that these fish are so well adapted and so resilient to disruption or disturbance that if they start to decline that there is something that's been thrown off balance from what they've historically been doing here. By the end of the day, the researchers count six spreads. Ogas says they've been harder to find this year due to turbid river conditions caused by January storms. The team hopes to find more in the coming weeks. For the California Report, I'm Manola Cicada in Sacramento. And that is the California Report for Thursday, February 23rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and be careful out there in all the storm weather. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford HealthCare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. Paint Care, now with 846 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.